Hi, this is Michelle. And I'm Anna. And we're the moms next door. Psych. That wasn't that wasn't us. Those were other people. Cause I'm Gabe. And I'm Kat. And we're the, the ghouls, ghouls next, next door. door. Talking about that spooky stuff. Yeah, and the spooky moms that are also here. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sort of. They're here with us. From beyond. They're always with us. They're well, okay, they're not dead. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll clarify. But but they are calling us. Yeah, all the time. From beyond. Constantly. The state. Yeah, beyond the state. Beyond the state of mind. <laughs> Slash physically. Like, physical state. <laughs> and so they're also elsewhere. Because they, they live in other states. <laughs> they are away. If you didn't get the joke, it's that they live in other <laughs> okay. states and that they call us a lot because they're overbearing and love us. <laughs> and on phones. On telephones. Like normal people who are alive. And it's like, ghosts. we really messed them up. We need to check in on them every few days. Yeah. Making sure they're not dead because <laughs> of, of the mistakes that we made. Yeah. Just kidding. They made, well, positive mistakes. You know, that made us Everyone the people we mistakes. are today. They're single moms. Everybody has those days. You're bound to make mistakes. <laughs> Everybody knows what, <laughs> no. what I'm talking about. No. <laughs> I, yeah, I, we had to reassure our parents, our moms, that. It's okay that they messed this up because now mm-hmm. we're really cool. That's literally, yeah, no. It was a whole like two hour conversation with my mom where she was like, I was really excited to talk about this. And then I was like really thinking about it. And then I just started to feel really bad that I made just so scared of it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, mom, no, it's great. Cause now I'm funny. And like, if I was normal, I wouldn't be funny. We wouldn't have this cool we podcast. Wouldn't have this, you would not be able to listen to us say words about stuff. Yep. So thank our moms. My mom thought it was hilarious and she has not said sorry. <laughs> she, she thinks she will take full responsibility for me, for anything I do. Like, even if she didn't know I was doing that thing and then it turns out I did. She's like, oh, wow, you're welcome. <laughs> I did, like, I, me? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, we did it. Like what? I, what do you mean? <laughs> I did it. I did this. And, but she thought it was hilarious. All the funny stories that she has to say about me growing up mm-hmm. and how she would torture us. And she still to this day just thinks it's the most funny thing. But yeah, no, I definitely thank my mom for her torture and the rest of my family, which you'll hear about. Um, hey, she wasn't alone. It was, yeah, it was a whole family sides. affair. Here's mine. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone. It was a whole, whole community effort. <laughs> yeah, definitely. How do we traumatize these children? And they did. Uh, and this is our episode 20. We're getting old now. Yeah. We're like adults. Uh, so we, for our 10th episode, mm-hmm. we talked about our first faves. Sure did, we did. So we talked about those things that were either so scary that we were never scared again. Thank you, Stephen King's Rose Red. Two VHS tapes long uh, horror masterpiece. Yes. That traumatized me. And, or you just did it in a really fun way, like Cat in the Ring, so then you weren't afraid anymore because it was like a fun experience. Yeah. Turning yeah. trauma into positive things. Yes. Art. We do that. We're professionals. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, so this time we wanted to talk about how we have not always been this cool. Yeah. Believe it or not. Yeah. Just really wanted to like bring you guys back. I feel like everyone's kind of like getting hype about us and we just want to really bring you back mm-hmm. down. We're going to bring our down a level. Our heads yeah. are smaller. We're beneath you. 
Yeah. Like, if anything, our heads were getting too big. We're like, oh, my God, we're getting so cool. Everyone everyone loves us. Yeah. Just kidding. No. We're yeah. terrible. <laughs> Here are the reasons. Yeah. You have one live show where, like, five of your friends and then, like, six strangers show up. And now you're like, are, are we stars. famous now? We have a treat. A treat? Yeah. For the listeners. Is it our moms? Yeah. <laughs> okay. We are gifting you our mothers. You can only borrow or yes. rent. You yeah. can't own. Yeah. Yeah. She's mine. Because we're millennials and that's all we know. <laughs> yeah. Is that you rent, you do not own. So you will. We're not uh, gonna pay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, here's, okay. <laughs> I can words. Um, so we interviewed our moms so that you can get a glimpse into what scaredy little brats we used to be mm-hmm. and why it's their fault. So it's kind of like a confession tape and, yeah. uh, you know, a deep explanation for our behavior and the existence of this podcast. And that is what we're bringing you for this part of our episode. Back to the beginning, our origin stories. Our origin stories. And who better to tell our origin stories than the people who brought us into this world and can take us out at any time. So we interviewed our moms and we want you to take a listen to them for a little bit. You'll get a break from listening to us since we've talked so much since our live show. And it'll be a real treat. Yeah. Yeah, so you're welcome. Be nice yeah. to my mom. Our moms are really beautiful, and they're the best, and you should love them. Yeah. Because exactly. we do. So here's the moms next door. Yeah. Give it up. Spooky stuff. What we're going to ask is what you remember my, I guess, two or three biggest fears being. You were absolutely a weather hysteric from the time you were tiny. Um, basically, anytime it rained, it was like a hurricane. Um, you also would ask the places had basements whenever we would go places, which was just odd. And, um, you know, when the wind blew, it was a tornado. When it was, you know, cloudy, we were going to have flooding. It was, it was always like a disaster extreme situation. And it was, it was just funny. And I remember as you got a little older, even, I would almost try to keep you away from the windows because you would like just get terrified, you know. Well, Unfortunately, some of your other fears were probably somewhat instilled or provoked by yours truly. Um, <laughs> I was That's a okay. young mom, and, um, you know, I uh, sometimes, like, took for granted that you would get things that I guess, you know, you just weren't at an age yet to get, you know. And um, because I was on the, you know, because I was younger and I was an only child and I hadn't been around a ton of kids, like, so, for example, I remember when you were little, one time we had watched a, a scary movie, and you weren't that little. Like, you were, I guess you were probably around nine, uh, maybe even ten, and afterwards I thought it would be a really funny idea to climb out my bedroom window on the porch roof and, like, jump up against your bedroom window. And... uh <laughs> 
unfortunately traumatizing you for life. I think you still have a weird fear about that that uh, exists to this day. And uh, for a long time after that, you slept with a soccer trophy uh, next to your bed. Um, to the point I would almost be afraid to, like, try to wake you up in the morning because I was always afraid of, like, you know, were you going to hit me? So, <laughs> yeah, that's real. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe that's where some that. of the sleep disorder stuff came from. I'm not really sure, but either way. But at the time, I thought it was, the, I mean, it, when the idea occurred to me, I thought it was, like, the funniest thing I could ever have thought of. But obviously, I was mistaken. I mean, in hindsight, it is the funniest thing. Because, like, mm-hmm. I still remember that vividly, and I still think it's funny. Well, that's good. <laughs> I mean, that's honestly, good. when you get older, trauma just becomes funny because, like, <laughs> it's part of who you are. And um, other things, though, those were the two main ones. Um, you know, you you needed to know where people were a lot, too, which was uh, another thing. But um, that wasn't so what much was of a one? fear, I think. Is you kind of always wanted to, like, know where everybody was. And, like, you needed to be able to mm-hmm. see everything. That was it. But that was, you know, you weren't a particularly terrified kid i don't think to my recollection anyway well were there any like movies or anything that cat watched that maybe she shouldn't have that like maybe gave her nightmares or anything like that the the nightmare on elm street the first one um i believe it probably wasn't me it was probably her stepdad i don't think it was me the um the freddy krueger the first one um, and I think that really absolutely terrified her. And I do actually, wow, I just remembered something. I would also, in epic parenting style that I was really famous for, I would, I started singing that horrible song, um, <laughs> <laughs> to like freak her out a little. I knew it was terrible. Was the one too? I'm a much, yeah. much yeah, nicer Oh my God, now. I remember that. Yeah, I forgot all about that. One, two, Freddy's coming yeah, for you. there you go. Hey, you did sing that. My God, I totally blacked that out of my memory. <laughs> you sang that all the time. Okay, oh I don't God. think it was all the time, but it was, yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. I remember, not all the time, but I actually remember it and me being like, Why? <laughs> like now, in my defense, again, real quickly, though, it was, it was truthfully because I just hadn't, no idea what I was doing. Like, I had zero malicious intent whatsoever. I just, truthfully, like, that's how unprepared I was to, like, be a mom to, like, another, or, like, to take care of another human being at the time. And it's just, uh, it's evidenced by that. It's kind of, I mean, not funny, but, like, looking back, it's, I guess, funny. I'm glad you said it was funny. I think it's funny. I'm going to go with funny. I'm funny funny now because of it. (laughs) Well, good. I'm really thrilled I was able to contribute. Like, Mom, if we get, like, super famous, it's because you made me funnier. Yes. For ridiculous. Well, there you go. There you go. If we, like, only watched Barney and stuff, I'd be really boring. Probably. All right. Yeah, I'm all nervous. Oh, don't, no, don't be nervous. You're just you. Yeah, right. Yeah. Don't edit what stuff in there I didn't say either. Yeah, I'm going to cut it up so it says yeah, that you smell. Yeah. <laughs> what specific films did, were like scared me um, when I was growing up? So kind of like Chucky Doll and like the, the story of Mem and stuff. Okay. 
Well, yeah, I had found out how scared you really were of this little tiny foot doll that apparently was able to jump on like a six-foot man, which <laughs> had no sense. But uh, after spending the weekend with your grandmother, she babysat for you, and uh, I got you home. When I picked you up, it was like the last Chucky. I think it was like Child's Play 3 or something, and you were all curled up in the bed with her, and you at least having a good time, it looked like, until I got you home. And time for bed, and you only didn't have to just check the closets, the bed, the bathroom, the the drawers. I had to actually lay down with you because you were afraid that that little thing was going to sneak in in the middle of the night and get you. <laughs> you know, you was just you was in a panic the whole time. Even in the car, you had to look around the back of the car, look in the front, look under the seat. He's going to be in here. I just know it, you know. Oh, no. It was just in a panic. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't even say the word Chucky. That was your cousin's name. I go, oh, no, he's going to get me. <laughs> Did you have, like, stories of, of like, the family torturing me? Oh, yeah, definitely. Any chance they could get. We we kind of tortured you kids, all of, all of us, all my sisters and brothers, with the imaginary, which was not even real. We didn't even really have a name for it. He was just a raw. So anytime your kids didn't want to do anything and, you know, would try to give us a hard time about it, we would just torture you with, if you don't do it, the rod's going to get you. And, you know, we, we got a good laugh out of teasing you kids and, you know, you'll be doing something like, oh, my God, there's a rod. You guys just take off running, you know, and like, you didn't even really have a name. It was just a rod, you know? Yeah. yeah. And there was times, you, you know, Uncle Dino was a huge horror film with all kinds of, you know, faces of death and basket cane and pumpkin head and all them, you know, massacres. And uh, Lori Cat and uh, Amanda definitely were, like, horror film buffs. And uh, I remember a couple of times you've been watching the movies with them and just clenching the, the blanket and just in a pure panic, and they throw something at you. And, oh, you want to talk about <laughs> Ron and all butt up the stairs slide across the floor underneath the table, hugging the chair, hoping somebody would come out and get you. <laughs> and it wasn't one of the rods. We hoped it wasn't, you know? Yeah, you definitely was, uh, yeah, which it, it really blows my mind that you overcome this. You know, you could sit there and watch movies like The Strangers, which totally terrified me even as an adult. I was like, I can't even believe I'm watching this. <laughs> you know, coming from being such a skinny cat of, you know, anything lurking around the corner and a little two-foot doll that, God, I don't even know, you know, how anybody could imagine that they could hurt something. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, yeah, it really, really boggles my mind that you, you overcame all that because you definitely were a scared cat. Go over to uncles and eat, unplug the, the light and scare the crap out of you guys, bang on the windows, get on the roof, make all kinds of noise, and you kids hit in the bedroom for like two days and you want to come out to eat. Get mm-hmm. I think you became you became intrigued because it scared you so much. You you know, we always thought you kids that, you know, there's not to fear there's certain things and to try to overcome and I think you definitely overcame it. I think that you just forced yourself to to watch them and to kinda of understand like this ain't real and you know, you manipulate the whole film because you're good at that. Which I think, you know, helped you to overcome that. Because 'Cause I'm telling you, you couldn't watch anything. All these kids all the uh, nieces and nephews love these scary movies, but you, you're like, I'm gone. They just have to force you and bribe you, you know? But, yeah, I mean, then here you are, you know, who's next door? I mean, you really, 
you overcame a, a huge obstacle that, you know, I mean, may not be bad to other people, but having a fear of, you know, things unknown and monsters and ghosts and stuff like that, I mean, you know, that could traumatize you for the rest of your life. But obviously, you overcame it. Who I said, uh, who sits down for the whole weekend in the bed and watches the scariest little doll with a two-year-old thinking she's not going to be fearful? I can't get her out of the freaking closet. You know, so you should call your grandmother and tell her thanks for, you know, teaching you you could overcome some big stuff. So we're back. It's us again. Yeah. Not our moms, it's us. It's Gabe and Kat and not our moms anymore. So welcome back. Dancing, you can't see it, but it was really dramatic thrash Kat was dancing. It was great. We, so (laughs) I hope you enjoyed our mother's voices. And I hope it told you a lot about our moms just by listening to them. Yeah. You don't get to talk to them as much as we do. So Mm -hmm. like we felt like you needed to talk to them. Yeah. And now you have. Yeah. So now you can die with us. Yep. So we're talking about our own fears and how (laughs) they might have been perpetuated from our youth and being traumatized by our mothers (laughs) um, and the movies that we watch and things like that and and kind of possibly where these fears stemmed from and what they mean. Mm -hmm. So we're going to give you a little education. You're going to see that we're we're human, too. We get to do Kat's favorite thing, which is explain why things are scary. Yes. Which actually ties into one of my fears, which is not understanding things or knowing what things are. So I'm going to heal everybody by just like talking to them about everything. Should we do like an ASMR, like some deep talking of just like, we're going to take you on a journey. We're going to discover your fears and we are going to defeat them together <laughs> come with us I mean I'm kind of probably just gonna talk about them and if you want to fix them cool but yeah. if lights taught me anything you can't change people who don't want to be changed Gabe yeah but the first step is acknowledging you have a problem <laughs> so this isn't like a funny thing that we're saying <laughs> this, is all, really, this is real but it's like really awkward so to like whisper talk to you <laughs> let's address your first issue which is that you probably have a phobia listener we're going to tell you what ours are and then i want you to think about what yours is and then i want you to tell us about it yeah and then i'm going to tell you all what the top 10 fears in the usa are and then honestly how you see like most of those in movies all the time be mm-hmm. it actual scary films or just like everyday movies that like directors just try to fuck with you yeah as you heard my mom say <laughs> I had a lot of fears of just like things that I didn't know what they were or I didn't know what the result would be or like I couldn't see something. So I was like, no, 
what is that? What's that thing? And I just feel like it was like very much like I had this very big fear of like any kind of unknown thing because as a kid you feel very powerless and like you don't have any control over your stuff or your life. So I felt like it was just very natural to feel just very, ah, what yeah. can I control? What can I know? Like, how can I prepare myself for every inevitable disaster that clearly the world is just going to do because that is what the world is. Movies taught me that. Yeah, that happens. Life taught me that. Yeah. Chaos is forever. And you have to just constantly prepare. So five year old slash young me, I don't know how old I was. I would say five. I feel like it's not always five. It's probably a lie. Five approximately. Was like a doomsday prepper. For mm-hmm. sure. Any sort of weather related things. I had different backpacks and kits for that. In which They're I impractical. Still, I still vividly remember doing it. I was like genuinely afraid. I remember doing it and being like, I need to prepare. Like it would be like raining, like drizzling. I'd be like, it is a hurricane. <laughs> we must get the hurricane preparedness backpack. I have put my beanie babies in there, my blankets, my water bottle. I am ready to go. I abandoned my family and go <laughs> into the wilderness. I will survive by myself. Because actually, that's not true. I think I always had like a planned like go get my people too, mm-hmm. like my grandpa. But first, and, like, you have to establish safety because you have to put the mask on yourself before you can assess the person next to you. But like, it was honestly really funny because that would be a part of my doomsday prep stuff is like, even today, like if I think about like what the zombie apocalypse would be like, I'm thinking about who I'm going to Mm -hmm. like meet when it happens. And that also kind of like helps me line up who's important in my life. I would go to Gabe, like like save my friends. And then also like my mom, my brother and Mm -hmm. you know, do that kind of stuff. But that like, most of my like movie fears are stemmed around that also like not being able to control what's happening around me. So like nightmares, Freddy Krueger, like you can't stop him. No, nope. he's in your dreams. That's and your you only vulnerable sleep. state. You have to sleep or you're crazy. Yeah. Like that messed me up. Like things you have no control over stopping. And I still have a really big fear of that. I think that's like maybe my biggest fear is like dying because something happened to me that like I couldn't prevent. Mm. Like I was, oh, I've always been a firm believer that like if it was about will to live, I would survive. Yeah. But you can't do that if your head gets chopped off mm-hmm. or if you have a brain aneurysm. And you're in a magical fantasy world inside your brain. Yeah. Like, and also very much a fear of the mind, like that your reality isn't real. I think mm-hmm. that's also been a very big fear of mine. I think I'm like genuinely scared that like I'm crazy. So those are my big ones. Yeah. Well, you're probably not crazy if you're thinking that you're crazy. That's what people say, although it's not true. We're all in the matrix. I'm just saying. <laughs> so but I'm not trying to leave, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine living here. Eat my body. It's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I don't think that the films that like my mother mentioned specifically were anything to do with fears they have now, but that's not to say that my childhood didn't have something to do with it. Mm-hmm. So she did mention The Strangers, which is a really big part of it. And so I've mentioned this before that I grew up in a very paranoid household Mm -hmm. um, where there's like this. It wasn't so much a fear of strangers as much as it was a knowledge of the fact that people could be bad. Mm -hmm. And so there would always be like we'd always watch Law and Order and the news. And like if a kid went missing, I was sat in front of the TV to watch that that happened. And like like, lectured. Yeah. (laughs) Like don't talk to strangers or they're going to steal you. Everyone wants to steal you all the time. And of course there'd be like the jokes where it's like, they'd bring you back. 
was like, probably not. Honestly, like I was a pretty good kid. I'd probably be really passive if people abducted me. I'd be like, oh, I guess I live here now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is my life. Um, Now I'd probably like kick some ass. But at the time, little Gabe probably would have just been like scared and cried in Peter pants. And (laughs) grown up Gabe is not afraid to say so. Um, But yeah, there's just always this fear of like trusting people i guess Mm -hmm. and that's definitely stemmed into what scares me now so like psychological thrillers and things like that where the villain is is entirely that yeah well even like one of my biggest fears would be like cannibalism and that's like because animals killing you like okay we can kill them we're at the top of the like this pole you know but if another person is hunting you and you're in the dangerous game the most dangerous game that's like you totally changed the entire world in the rules because now you have this intelligent being that is tracking and hunting you down to then like eat you or just murder you. Mm-hmm. So that always scared me, but it was also just like knowing that people have the capacity for evil and being afraid of that and like trusting them. So, uh, like Kat was ex- uh, explaining and what we'll talk about in our film section is I had her watch creep. Um, yeah, I have so many things to say about <laughs> yeah, that movie now. Like, it so was really much, good. It, it's truly like messes me up. And being a murderino and someone who loves true crime, it's kind of this weird like parallel <laughs> that I am always yeah. surrounding myself with true crime books and films and um, podcasts so that I can learn more about how people are awful and can murder you. And I'm just like, yeah, I'll just keep fueling this fire. And somehow still able to talk to people <laughs> like I'm a normal person. Yeah, I mean, I still can't smile at people on the bus because that thing. I didn't even listen to it firsthand, but you told me about it. And yeah. I was like, no, I really mm. don't want to get decapitated with like a butter knife in yeah. public. I just feel like that's <laughs> not a thing that Canada. I want because I smiled at somebody, which is the thing they tell you to do <laughs> so that you don't get murdered. There's no safe. There's nowhere safe. Yeah, well, that's like, I mean, The Strangers, what I thought was so impactful, and then also the the French version of that film, which is Them, um, or They, one of those, uh, is that at the end, spoiler alert, uh, fast forward, is that you, they are asked, like, why are you doing this? And essentially, like, in The Strangers, it's just like, their answer is, because you were home. So like they're going to do something to somebody and you just happen to be the one that was there. And then with they or them, the French version, it's a group of kids who are doing this tormenting the same way that you're seeing in the strangers. And at the end, when the police are like, like interviewing them, it's because they were bored. Like they murdered a couple and tormented them for an entire night because they were bored and their children. That's fucking so like <laughs> that kind of stuff is like what's terrifying to me and I'm, in fact yeah, I'm with you and I, it's a logical fear uh I would say I just keep you know putting more in there and just keep submerging myself deeper and deeper under this like torrential uh wave of fear of strangers in that I'm about to start reading The Stranger Beside Me which is Anne Rule's book uh who worked at a call center with Ted Bundy Mm. and like you know it had talked to him and he like walked her to her car because he's like there's a dangerous man out there meanwhile he's like strangling women and biting their buttockses <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the thing he did um, but yeah i'm about to read that and i think that's really gonna that's gonna take me on a ride emotionally mm-hmm. but i did do a fun thing just now where i googled uh fear of strangers murdering you 
And What's I got, it called? I, well, it doesn't have a thing because it's just that's. I think what they meant to say was common sense. That's <laughs> what it <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I got was the first thing was a WikiHow article on how to deal with a fear of being murdered. <laughs> And so I wanted to, I wanted to take everyone on this ride um, where it's like, if you feel anxious and fearful of being the victim of a crime or even murdered, there are things you can do about it. So here's some quick, yeah, quick steps. Yeah. Carry weapons with you. <laughs> Always be on alert. Uh, the first thing is take steps to ensure your physical safety. Yeah. That child that smiled at you. Definitely going to murder you. <laughs> this is our like lock your door, leave your lights on at night or use a nightlight. Keep a cell phone with you and install an alarm system. That's reasonable. Another <laughs> thing says be prepared if you live in a dangerous neighborhood. Fuck. Like, okay. <laughs> I'm glad our doors lock automatically, though, because otherwise you would yell at me every single day because boy, do I forget to lock things. Catherine? So if you live in a dangerous neighborhood, Kat, you should always walk with another person. Okay. Uh, avoid walking near dark areas. Like, what do you just don't go outside at night? What are you talking about? Huh? Um, join neighborhood watch groups. I don't think so. What do I look like? The man. Um, if you're approaching your car, stick the individual keys on your key ring between your fingers like a cat's claw. Oh, so or the like Wolverine. Shit, that's great. I'm going <laughs> to do that from now on. <laughs> this is good. This is good. Carry a large, a loud alarm. <laughs> a large, a large object. No. Continue. <laughs> Carry a loud alarm that you can set off in case someone approaches you. It's just my mouth. That's what it is, guys. There's learn to defend yourself. This is my favorite one. It is change your thoughts. <laughs> yeah so, oh so Whoa. just in case i can do that and it's That's just a crazy. lovely picture of just like three gals walking just three gals walking changing their thoughts <laughs> and it just says when you oh, find nice. yourself thinking about these fears look for ways to think about something else ah, that's yes. it that's all just think about a different thing now what yeah. are you doing <laughs> what have, I've been doing me. this wrong uh, another thing which I think uh, it's like, like oh are you anxious don't be yeah exactly oh, Just, oh my god did you ever have think you about, tried yeah did you ever think about <laughs> not doing that so instead crazy. yeah fix me totally this one I think would be counteractive and it's educate yourself oh no where it's like read statistics and learn it's like that's when you're really convinced like that's what i do then you just know it's gonna happen like you're extra convinced you're gonna die all the time uh this one is number six is face your fear which is also a big seek no. out murder yeah. yes find people murder other people yes be proactive yeah murder the murderers that are potentially be on the offensive yes just go out like they can't murder you if they're dead yeah so just by default everyone's gonna murder you so you should definitely murder them first yes this just in <laughs> yeah first said here cat i think this is where you got yours and it is uh make a plan of action i will say the picture is a girl and she's writing a letter but then there's a thought bubble and it's her sleeping in bed with a gun under her pillow Ah. So, um, be prepared and have a gun really close to your head at all when times. you sleep. Like a totally like in <laughs> shuffling, go off and then murder your husband or <laughs> yeah. whoever you're with. Eight is practice being fearless. Just <laughs> don't be scared. Uh-huh. Again, just don't be scared. That's so interesting. If Mickey. you're afraid to go into your garage at night, then build your courage by first opening the door and standing there for one minute. Nah. Yeah. I feel like I would just wait that for someone to attack That would be the one day me. that like... There is a murderer there. 
Yeah. And it's just, he's just <laughs> fucking with you. <laughs> the next one says, He's just like, oh, thanks for opening that door and standing there yeah, for a I've while. Been wait- I just like, I really got to plot out my way sign. of killing you while you stood in that doorway. I just doorway. walked into a different door while you were distracted looking in your own door. <laughs> the <laughs> number nine is be open with your emotions. And I just want to say, <laughs> I'm just going to show Kat this picture and I just want you guys to hear her reaction. <laughs> I don't, I don't really know I what this girl is doing. She's doing something with her tongue. She's losing her mind. It's a great picture. Um, but yeah, so be open. And then <clears throat> the last one is be aware if your fear is escalating into a phobia. So just like, are you just scared or are you like terrified? I feel like everything that even if I have a mild fear, fear of it, it is already far transcended into phobia territory. Yeah. Like I have had these thoughts for a while. And it's just a thing now. Yeah, this is just what we are. So that's like if you have what I find to be um, the common sense phobia, which is fear of a stranger murdering you, mm-hmm. which is honestly very likely given how often I hear about murder. It seems like it happens all the time. I have to constantly remind myself that that is not the case. <laughs> I'm just surrounded, but I just surround myself with it. So I'm like, who, like, do people just get murdered like all the time? And I guess, yeah. But not, not as much as people get not murdered. Yes. So remember that. We do still have a population problem. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing. If you're afraid, just stop. Just stop being afraid. Yeah. One, if you ever th- just think about that, okay? Mm-hmm. Stop thinking about being afraid and then you're not. Oh. Yep. So Works for everything. It. I fix all the phobias and let's hear about the other ones and we're going to fix them. You're in love. Don't be in love with that person yeah. that doesn't love you back. If you're... Because they'll never leave you if they're never there. If you're... Anxious about something? Don't be anxious. If you're sad, don't be sad. Just like change your perspective. Wake up every day and just (laughs) say hi to the sun. (laughs) Some fucking bullshit. I swear to God. (laughs) Sun salutations, Gabe. It's a fucking yoga stuff. Which I'm not saying yoga is bad. I actually very much <laughs> like yoga, but that's basically what it is. Is you're saying hi to the sun, salutations to the sun, game. My advice is like stand in your garage, motionless, <laughs> for several minutes until you conquer your fear of the garage. And yours is say hello to the sun every morning. And you'll get the fuck over it. So those are some words of advice from us. Find a murderer. (laughs) Find a murderer. Murder them. (laughs) Find a murderer. Stand in front of them for a solid minute. Make sure you have your keys in your fingers like the Wolverine. Say hi to him. Say hi. And then change your thought. Change your thought. You know, maybe that murderer is your friend. (laughs) He's not going to murder you in that long period of time where you did this deliberation. Every stranger is just a potential friend you haven't met yet. (laughs) My fucking God, I can't. Well, yeah, on that really great and extremely entertaining. You're welcome, Um, guys. Wiki article. <laughs> yeah. um, I was just going to go through the top 10 fears that we have here in America. In America. And One honestly, some of them I was a little surprised by because. <clears throat> so we're going to start is with it 10. black people. No. Dang it. I thought I had that one. It's not. I mean, it's, just, I, it's on the I, other I, list. I, I feel like I went through the list already. I didn't see that in there. I'm not saying that's not true. Yeah. I'm just saying this is America. <laughs> 
Your thoughts are in the same place. Yeah. Uh, my husband. Oh, so your fe- biggest fear is actually top ten. Fear of strangers. Trypophobia. Oh, trip. Oh, yeah, that's a legit one. That's yeah, an actual fear phobia. Of holes. So yeah. if you don't know this about Gabe, mm-hmm. send her lots of image. No, don't, don't, because she will stop. never be able to stop I'll looking never be at able them. To stop. Um, so it's essentially a biological revulsion and culturally learned fears, the primary causes of trypophobia, which is extreme and irrational fear of holes. So essentially, as Gabe has told us before, it's just basically like you see something that has fucking holes in it. And looks like it's rotting or dying and you have a fear of like rotting and dying so you don't like to look at it mm-hmm. and you get like mesmerized by it and you like can't look away and it like yeah, really messes makes you, you up. disgusted because it's like disease yeah but it becomes irrational because it's not actually just diseased flesh that makes you cringe it's like a really microscopic zoom into the iris or certain corals yeah or just you're walking down the street and gabe can't stop looking at the sidewalk and she's gritting her teeth so Let's move on. Yeah. Um, so then number nine is aerophobia, which is fear of flying, which I didn't expect to be like such a big thing. You know? Yeah. People are terrified of flying. Well, people fly all the time, though. Yeah, but some people don't. One thing I wanted to loop back to is when I originally li- mapped this out in my brain while we were talking, mm-hmm. I planned to name films that play upon those fears. Oh. So for trypophobia, I mean, you had... Uh, it wasn't a film, but an American Horror Story. American Horror Story. And then I feel like Cronenberg did oh, that Cronenberg all the time. Oh, Cronenberg super does it. Yeah. He's an asshole. Like, just kind of, like, uncomfortableness. Aerophobia, yeah. um, snakes on a plane. Snakes on a plane. Because guess what is number... Wait. Wait for it. Wait for it. Edge of my seat. Number two is snakes. Oh. So they took both of those and put them together. Snakes is valid. Yeah, no, I actually hurt you. I'm a, we're on nine. So when we get to two, yeah. I will tell a whole story. Okay. Um, but aerophobia. So I think there's also like an element of it that's like you're trapped up there. You cannot escape. Mm-hmm. And that's why it says that the biggest part of it is, is that like, that's the fear that yeah. if something bad happens up there, you have no way to get out of there. You're just stuck. You're like on that plane. If the zombies took over, you're on that plane. Yeah. Kind of like that train movie, mm-hmm, similar. It's on a moving thing. Like, you can't yeah. get off. And then there's also, like, the whole thing where it's like, if God wanted us to fly, he'd give us wings. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we yeah. don't, we just drive fast in cars instead. Yeah. You if we should car. have wheels. If we're going with that logic. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, I, exactly. Yeah. That's where, it, yeah. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> number eight, misophobia, which is fear of germs. So, mm-hmm. you'll see that in, like, any zombie movie. It's just, yeah. like plagues contagion plagues of any variety are very mm-hmm. scary like any sort of medical reasonable war- warfare it's honestly as you said common sense the, the biggest like, murderer is like the black these plague. are things that you should be scared of yeah no that's normal but you see it in a lot of films because like just like naturally we are scared of those things yeah um seven is claustrophobia yes which um you, you've seen a lot of movies where it's like you're captured by somebody so mm-hmm. um like the fear of being buried alive uh, I feel like the Saw movies play upon it. You're usually yeah. like in a confined space. Yeah. There's also like the ones where they're they're either um, like in caves mm-hmm. or like the one where they're in the catacombs. That one as well. So like being in those enclosed spaces and also underground, like that's a whole thing. Astrophobia, which is the fear of thunder and lightning. <laughs> it's astrophobia. It's fear of what now? I missed it. I was like, thunder and lightning. 
<laughs> Thunder um, thighs. So storms are a common occurrence in many parts of the world, That's obviously. number seven? Yeah. No, six. Six? six? Seven was huh. uh What are everyone, dogs? Because dogs are Did you read the list? No. Uh, oh, dogs are also on there. I'm just, no, uh, well, I'm saying dogs are afraid of lightning. So I was accusing people of being dogs. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, the majority of sufferers of astrophobia are children. I don't know any movies where I guess like the perfect storm, but that's the element of being had, out there and see. I had a very big fear of weather movies Tornadoes. when I was little. Like I obsessively had to watch them because mm-hmm. like, yeah. what was it called? The one where the weather was fucking crazy. Is it Jake the day Gyllenhaal after tomorrow? Was on it? The day after tomorrow. Like where there's this like weather based phenomena it's because of the global warming like ice age too like but like not yeah with cute animals and yeah. instead frozen planets and extreme weather situations Overnight, that kill the everybody. most ridiculous situation number five is cynophobia which is the fear of dogs well that's i mean cujo stephen king is to blame also wow. sometimes dogs bite you and then you're traumatized i had a friend who was bit on the butt by a dog but it's ironically, you can be scared of if you're, if you're scared of dogs, you have a high percentage, 36%. It's not like so high, but it's like kind of high to also be scared of cats. Um, it's usually seen to be stemming from like the fear of spiders or snakes, like any kind of like animals that kind of get you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the reason that it's such a fear is that dogs are very common. Where like snakes and spiders are not, I mean spiders are, but like snakes, that's not, you don't see snakes everywhere. That's just not a thing yeah. that you experience all the time. Well, I think that would make it less common because then you can, you have more opportunities to get over it. Um, so yeah, Cujo, I guess would be mm-hmm. the example yeah. of that. Um, <laughs> agoraphobia, yep. which it's is the fear, fear of, of open or crowded spaces. Yeah. So I have that in a less intense sense. I do not like crowds. I will like, honestly, like be in full like, alert mode um like you can't see everything and you can't be aware of everything around you and anything can happen yeah yeah and then like there's like getting trampled yeah and there's the crowd mentality where it's like something bad's happening in a crowd like people will think someone else is going to help and then they don't do anything Mm -hmm. don't help you i don't know of any movies that would really play exactly into that but in shameless one of the characters has agoraphobia Mm -hmm. and she like it's like the whole first season of her like not leaving and like her conquering it, which yeah. is, I thought, and I had already knew, know about agoraphobia because I was very interested in it and I've written like stories and stuff about it. So seeing it on screen, I think uh, Joan did a really good job of that. Very cool. So yeah, news you for you. <laughs> um, then we have acrophobia, which is the fear of heights. It's number three. That one makes sense. <clears throat> which you'll see a lot. I mean, having to like walk the plank in like, across buildings and crap like that's like always a big movie thing being like higher up than you want to be and having to like deal with that and it being mm-hmm. really scary it's like a mix of that and claustrophobia is like any elevator movie mm-hmm. like devil by m night yeah um then you have number two is jesus christ the snakes aphidiophobia the fear of snakes put those snakes on a plane you're set. now we're super scared yeah so the fear of snakes is the second most common uh, and affecting nearly one third of all adult human population. Including um, 
Indiana Jones. Oh. <laughs> um, and it's uh, it stems from just like evolutionary roots. Uh, mm-hmm. To an extent, the fear of venomous snakes is also essential for survival. So extreme word that means snake fear can affect one's life is one tends to avoid hiking, camping, or related activities about mm-hmm. going outside. It's also like religious ties too because like mm-hmm. the, the snake was the devil. Yeah. So, and like you're cast to like you're cursed to slither upon the ground. So it has that ties to it as well. And then there's like ties in like voodoo and other things because they're venomous. But they're also sweet babes. No, I really they're don't like snakes. snakes. I'm like actually very scared of snakes. And I didn't oh, know I was scared of snakes. So this is my story. Um, I didn't know I was scared of snakes. I like saw snakes as kids and I, like, I was like, that's fine. You saw kids snakes? Like when I was well, at school, like they brought a snake to school one time, like showed the class. Like I wasn't like terrified of it. I wasn't worried. But when I went hiking, like when I lived in New Jersey, like a snake like slithered near my foot over and over and over again. Like everywhere we walked, there were just like snakes hanging out on like the side of the path. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea I was scared of snakes until that moment when it like jolted away. And I was like, I like lost my shit. Like I was just like, Oh my God. I was just like, no. Well, I think it's kind of like a, I mean, everyone kind of is that way. Like when it comes out, cause it's one thing for there to be an animal handler. And you know that mm-hmm. like that person's responsible for the snake, so you're under the impression that that snake is like chill. But in the nature, <laughs> it's, a chill it's snake. yeah, it's a chill snake. And then with like nature, it's like that's probably a bad boy snake, and it wants <laughs> to eat me. When I lived back in Florida, we'd have natural springs, and you'd go down like the rivers and stuff. And if you were to get off and go onto the banks, if there's like the deep parts you had to be really careful because there was water snakes and they Yo, would hide oh my God, in, in Indiana, same thing. Yeah, yeah. They like hide yeah. in the roots of the trees. So like you'd like climb on a tree to like get out of the river and there'd be a snake in there and it just get you and you can't see it and then it's gone. And then you can't describe it to like paramedics and then you die. Strategy. Bad boy oh, snakes. Okay. And then number one is fear spiders, which I just think is like, yeah, yeah, that's everybody. that makes sense. I'm allergic to spiders. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Good to know. Don't use it <laughs> against me. Um, but I'm, don't, I'm not afraid of them. I'm not to. afraid of them. I'm allergic, but I've never been afraid. Like, I think what scares me more than than spiders are like house centipedes. Mm, like all the those. legs. I guess for arachnophobia. And well, we had snakes on the plane for the snake one, but arachnophobia... They just use spiders and a lot of stuff that's yeah. scary. Uh, and they'll usually make uh, scary things look reminiscent of spiders. Like alien. The alien yeah. babies are like it's reminiscent like of spiders. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Pennywise or It in Stephen King's It. Like one of it, it's like main form is a spider. Spider. Spiders are your friends. No, they eat not. the they're bad scary. things. They eat mosquitoes. I don't mind little spiders. I don't like big ones. The big, big ones old daddy long legs. Up. It could like eat you. The and last giant spider I'm going to mention is Harry Potter. And that's it. Well, that one's nice. Yeah. But s- still. And creepy. I like creepy voice in the movie. I'm just saying... No. And Ron was like, why spiders? Because he's a little bitch. All right. Well, so those are. (laughs) (laughs) On that note. On that note. It is like the number one fear in America. Yeah, it's spiders. He's not the only one. Let me just say, you're also stupid. So he's ahead of the game. And it should be reverse. And the biggest fear should be trypophobia because it's. It is in your head to remind you that disease is bad. (laughs) These are all valid fears in one way or another. Yeah, and I just feel like they're in every single movie mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. And yeah, horror really plays on them 
and you discover fears even if you didn't have them. But so those are some info about fear. So if you have a fear of being murdered by strangers, we've fixed you. And yeah. if you have fear of all these other things, we supplied you with some really cool movies you can watch. So like do- really just dive right in because that's face you have to fear. face it you have yeah. to face the fear that's how you get over it you look a murderer in the face and you murder it or you just know what films to avoid because mm-hmm. you know you can like, also just be complacent don't in watch your fear. Cujo if you're afraid of dogs it isn't Marley and me yeah go be afraid of stuff it's fun and then watch stuff and just torture yourself like we do woo All right, so we watched some films that scare us so that yeah. we could tell you about it and then you'd, um, maybe you can go watch it or you can live through us and be scared. So <laughs> one of the films that in recent history has scared me, so after I grew up and was this still this horror fan that I am and I was still the ghoul next door that you love, mm-hmm. I was actually, like two years ago, I watched this film and it literally, it gave me nightmares. Like I woke up in a cold sweat, which has not happened ever. And it just really played on those fears that we addressed. So the film I'm talking about is Creep and it's by the Duplass brothers. So it's by my husband, Mark Duplass, who I love. And I hated that this movie made me afraid of him because <laughs> <laughs> I love him. So the premise of this film is Aaron answers an online ad and drives to a stranger's house to film him for the day. The man wants to make a movie for his unborn child, but his requests become more bizarre as the day goes along. For tubby time. Yes. So it, like, it gets bizarre pretty much immediately. But what really got me about this film is, so you're following Aaron, who's the videographer. So you're following Aaron, who's the videographer, who answered a Craigslist ad mm-hmm. for this guy who's like, I just want you to follow me around for a day. I'm making this thing for my son because I'm dying. And he's like, okay, that I guess is kind of reasonable. But what really kind of spoke to me was that like the main character is doing a lot of weird stuff. So mm-hmm. Mark Nupaz's character does weird stuff, but he does it in, in incrementally small ways that mm-hmm. just keep building. So even though they get really, really weird, they're not weird enough that you would leave. Mm-hmm. It's just weird enough to be like, well, that was strange. This is going to be a really funny story that I tell my friends. Mm-hmm. And like, even when you think it ends, it doesn't. And it just continues on with being even more terrifying. Um, I don't want to really spoil it because I really want you guys to watch it. But the ending just really, because it's just like a lot of like, like being uncomfortable and the fact that like, what do you do when you're put in this awkward situation with a stranger who's clearly very delicate and I think, I mean, what messed me up about it and watching it for the first time with you is that, like, the reason he died is because he was trying, like, even despite, like, his best instincts, he really just wanted to help this guy. Mm-hmm. And, like, being a good person is what led to him dying. Well, I think <laughs> like he, he wanted w- to yeah. help. Yeah. And that was the problem. Well, he murdered other people. I think it's just that, and this is, I guess, spoilers for everyone, but um, he, he was him, his Aaron. favorite. Yeah. Well, Aaron I'm saying, was innocent, and he was trying to, I like, know, but I'm saying the creep, 
murdered lots of people, but he said Aaron was his favorite because he trusted him. Mm-hmm. Like there's like Creep 2, which we watch and you can kind of see how he's like murdered a bunch of people and that's just like a thing he does now. But um, in <clears throat> the first one, he truly likes Aaron because despite all of this creepy stuff that would have made anyone else run away. Like at, at some point there really is like there shouldn't be any leeway. Like there's no reason for him to do what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just really mess with me. The like very blunt ending and how dry and just like, like it happened and they just let it, it just did. And that's it. And that's the end. And then you just have to exist with that. And knowing that like people get murdered all the time and could possibly do that. So it just really played on that guy being really nice and not knowing when to like call him a liar and just leave. He was and very feeling, much Robbie yeah. from New Girl. He was like stuck with, um, in his politeness, like his politeness killed him. Like the fact that like he couldn't just be like, nah, fuck this. I'm getting out of here because that would be rude, you know? And he yeah. didn't want to impose that, you know? Like, so he never really sensed danger because he didn't want to be rude. He didn't want to be a bother. Yeah. And he was like, the story, he's like, was just like this mentally disturbed guy. And he yeah. like felt bad for this crazy dude is like all alone and probably thought like, you know, like how I do where it's like something probably happened to him that made him this way and it's not his fault probably. Like, you know. Yeah. And it's just like you want to help and helping gets you killed. Urban Legends taught us that. All these yeah, other movies. Yeah, helping gets you killed. And I will say that we watched Creep 2 which was my first time seeing it and me and Kat have <coughs> our favorite thing which is a <laughs> there's a free the nipple campaign but we have free the peen mm-hmm. if you watch creep 2 you get to see Mark Duplass's penis yeah. so free the peen free the peen it is there and it's there for a while so yeah he like really see it. it he loves Jonas and you don't penis. see any vagina which no. is like pretty dope I don't think you see any tits you see her tits for like a second, uh, but then he like turns it away. So it's just her face. Yes. Oh yeah. He zoomed on her face, but mm-hmm. you see penis. So that's, it's refreshing is what I want to say. Yeah. Um, so definitely watch creep, creep too. Definitely creep. Um, if you want to be afraid of strangers like myself and just don't answer creepy Craigslist ads, guys, like common sense. Again, it's the common sense phobia. Yeah. People can murder. They are murderers. <laughs> Someone's Run. acting weird. Just go away now. Mm-hmm. All right. And then for Kat, we had watched Lights Out. Lights Out. We watched Lights Out, which is based off of a short horror film, which Mm -hmm. Which is also very scary. So if you don't even want to watch the whole thing, just watch that little YouTube video. Honestly, to me, I think Lights Out, the the little film, the short film is significantly creepier than the full length film oh I will agree um, completely yeah definitely and that and it's so inventive in that you it's like a very short film I think it's like three minutes not even mm-hmm. and it's it's absolutely terrifying yeah, like no, you're, I, you're jarred the whole thing is what is it these lights so uh, Lights Out is about Rebecca when she left home she thought that her childhood fe- fears were left behind her as a young girl growing up she was never really sure of what was real when the lights were out at night now her little brother Martin is experiencing the same unexplained and terrifying events that jeopardize her safety and sanity. Holding a mysterious attachment to her mother, a supernatural entity has returned with a family to torment or with a vengeance <laughs> words to torment the entire family. So all of that, I don't really care about that. Yeah. Part's, that's not my, I don't really care what the demon is. 
I don't remember. It's not even a demon. It's like a fucking spoilers person. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really don't give a shit about any of that. <laughs> yeah. The thing that makes that movie scary is that that fear where you're walking up the fucking steps and you can't see because it's dark down there and you're convinced that if you do not run as fast as you fucking can up those steps that something's going to grab you. Yeah, your ankles. That's what that fear is. Like, Mm -hmm. that's very much like, that's why that movie messed me up. It's like that when it connects to that sleep paralysis movie you watch. Mm -hmm. You can make shapes in darkness. Yeah. Everything looks like something it's not. Yeah. There's that Among the Sleep video game that like plays on like a little kid's perspective of the world. Yeah. When like you're little and everything's dark and you like can't really see what stuff is, but you just your imagination is crazy and you just assume it's like a fucking monster. Mm-hmm. Like there'll be times where I'm sitting in my room. And, like, something will look weird because of the way the light is. Because I'll have, like, my TV on, but the rest of the room will be dark. And I'm convinced that it's, like, a person crouching, like, at the foot of my bed. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, stuff like darkness is fucking scary because you can't see what is there. You can't see what it is. And, like, your mind is a powerful thing. Your Mm -hmm. imagination is a, it's there. And it can make you think you're seeing things that aren't there. Because of, like, the way the shadows land or, like, whatever. And especially if you have anxiety, that is, like, real. Like, I still to this day cannot walk through a room if there's no light in it. Yeah. Like, I just... Or if I do, I'm, like, terrified. Like, I'm, like, sprinting through that room. I don't even care if I'm knocking stuff over. Like, I just need to get through it to wherever the light is. Not looking behind me, because if I look behind me, that's where the monster is, and it has gotten me that way. it's real. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, that movie messed me up, because it's very much not knowing what's around you. Mm -hmm. Really just, like, taking that fear and really just running with it. Yeah. And then just, like, not being in control of your environment, because... You, the lights just go out by themselves. Yeah, because it's inevitable because it, it's kind of like Nightmare on Elm Street where it's like eventually you're going to have to sleep or yeah. you're like sleeping while you're awake kind of thing. Yeah. Where it's like eventually it's going to get dark and yeah. what happens when it does? Like what is going to come get you? Kind of like Darkness Falls mm-hmm. with the Tooth Fairy. Yeah, something you can't avoid and it's just super creepy. And the fact that when the lights go out, that that's when she gets you. Yeah. It just really messes yeah. me up. And like in seconds. Yeah. Because that's all it takes. Yeah, yeah no, that so. movie messed me up. I really, I really don't like not knowing what's in my space, man. Yeah, that's a solid <laughs> thing. I also don't like that people are alive. You can murder <laughs> you. Yeah, no, it's really, <laughs> the it's strangers just a really beside rough me. Time. Yeah, we're having a time. <laughs> so those are some fears. Those are uh, some of the films that kind of spread those fears around yeah so go watch creep yeah actually do that one's really good yeah lights out was good too but like i don't think you gotta watch watch like the movie movie i think you should just watch the short film version because like one there is this one scene it's the last thing i'm gonna say about it where she's like sitting on her bed and the lights like flickering and when it's flickering you can like still hear the scraping on the floor oh yeah but when it's flickering you can see her like carving shit into like mm-hmm. the thing and then she looks at her it's so messed up i hated it that was good 
it's a good one yeah creep like doesn't it. have like i mean there are jump scares every now and again but it's Which more him being like ah. yeah yeah it's more related to like <laughs> this guy's fucking really mess. fucking creepy and i'm in the middle of the woods with him why <laughs> why did mask. i agree to that because i deserve to die the Aaron. mask is the worst thing in the world <laughs> what did he call him? what was his name i don't fucking know peach fuzz peach fuzz yes So if it's something you like, it's Peach Fuzz mm-hmm. to be the mask guy because no. it's good because he does a whole dance and he has that stupid <laughs> music that he did that he clearly made up on the spot. <laughs> and he has that whole r- horrific story of him in that mask with his wife. Yeah. I won't spoil it. Uh, and if it's bad, it's Bad Boy Snick. <laughs> I'm for it. I yeah. love it. It's great. <laughs> so, good. I just want to say bad boy snake. Like, what are we even rating? Fears? Yeah, well, yeah, we're rating like the use <laughs> of phobia. Like to be <laughs> No, fearful? I think it's like we're rating like phobias and then also the use of phobias in films, horror films. I'm going to say bad boy snake. Sometimes I really feel like they aren't as creative as they could be with it. I feel like they just do shit to do it sometimes. And they are not as, like, creative as they could be. Sometimes, yes. I think in the movies we watched, the short film version very much mm-hmm. in Creep, absolutely. But I've seen countless movies where it's just, like, you're just you're just taking all of them, throwing them in yeah, there. Yeah, like American you're Horror Story. haphazardly. You don't really care. Yeah. You're not, like, really trying to say anything. Yeah. Eh. I would say I'm going to give it peach fudge just because I'm just thinking it's like (laughs) it's kind of like a self-fulfilling like market where you have people who are already afraid of those things. So you're catering to them. But now you're also giving new people phobias. Yeah. So you're doing more like you're just kind of fueling this thing because I feel like you might not be afraid of dogs if you just see them in real life and no one doesn't attack you. But if you watch Cujo at a young age, you might then be more inclined to be afraid of dogs yeah because you like i saw this one murder people um so i think yeah i think it's interest it's an interesting technique and it's something that you like you can't really get wrong you know if it just exists because there's so many phobias and Mm -hmm. you could literally i guess yeah you could portray it incorrectly um like how people usually portray agoraphobia or something yeah Um, i just don't like when it's lazy i like it when it's good when it's good it's 100 percent peach fuzz when it's when it's lazy and just done like yeah. bad boy snake for shits and giggles, it's bad boy snake. And also, yeah. I just really like saying yeah. bad boy snake. <laughs> bad boy snake. I kind of want it like on a t shirt. I want it on a leather jacket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's just like bad boy and snake. And it's like a snake. The snakes where they drew in like the arms were, and it's like doing a snap. And it's like <laughs> bad boy snake. So it's a lizard. No, it doesn't have arms. You just drew is. arms on it. Uh-huh. I'll show you pictures on the internet. Okay. But Bad Boy Snake, that's our new club of yeah, motorcycle on, gangs. I want to be in gang Bad Boy Snake. <laughs> we are. We Let's are the Bad Boy Snakes. Go. Or someone make us a cool like pink ladies Something jacket, but with with Bad Boy Snake on it. Yeah. Someone oh, do fuck, it. That'd be so someone cool. like us. Okay. So that I think overall, yeah, we're we're at. Um, a little bit bad boy snake, a little bit peach fuzz. 
a little bit of Monica in my life. And yeah. <laughs> that was us. We are, we just wanted to bring it down notch. Have you guys see that we're just like you, we're afraid of stuff too, but that's yeah. okay. We can still enjoy ourselves and we can still test ourselves. And if you you're really, truly scared, face your fears yeah. and watch it with us. And you can teach an old dog new fears. You can. <laughs> you can. Even if that new fear is dogs. Yeah. <laughs> and then that dog makes no friends and it's really sad. <laughs> so Looks in the mirror. Oh, God. Me. <laughs> oh, God. I'm scared of that. <laughs> I'm afraid of my own reflection. That's, yeah, I guess that's a fear. Anyway. <laughs> not here like, for therapy. Don't get married because everyone's a murderer and they eat your kids. Yes. Don't get married because you might work next to Ted Bundy. Um, also, yeah, don't get married. Because <laughs> that correlates kids. with it. Yep. And as you know, children are scary as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All your paranoid thoughts, they're real. Yeah. Your fears are valid and we accept you. Now get over it. Change your thoughts. Okay. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. And listen, I'm so proud of you kids. I'm so, so glad you guys are really going for this and already, you know, in such a short time, made such a big name for yourself. You know, I'm, I'm one of the proudest moms next door you'll ever meet. I think it is so awesome that you're like taking this to just and expanding it in all these different ways and the people are while well, listening to it and following it and I just think it's amazing and I am also the proudest mom next door.